0: I'm recording this right after the Monty Williams Press Conference, introductory press conference as the Detroit Pistons head coach. What was the biggest takeaways from the press conference? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Eddie Johnson with one second to go. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way... To support the podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Later on in the podcast, we'll talk about some other things. This entire podcast is going to be talking about the takeaways from Monty Williams' press conference. Um, but later on, we'll dive into why did Monty choose Detroit um, after considering sitting out a year and then we'll talk about maybe was there some tension in the air during the press conference we'll talk about that a little bit later too um but I want to start off with what I believe <clears throat> excuse me I want to start off with what I believe was my biggest takeaway from the press conference and before we even get into what that was I want to hear from you guys comment down below or tweet at me what was your guys's biggest takeaway from Monty Williams press conference um at the Detroit Pistons performance facility. Um, but my biggest takeaway, and there was a lot of stuff they talked about, but my biggest takeaway by far was the belief. It seems like this team has in their young players. First of all, the entire roster showed up, the entire roster showed up outside of Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, read into that if you want, I'm assuming Boyan probably overseas at home. Um, cause he is not from obviously the United States, but, um, that's why I assume he is, but if you want to read into it, you can go ahead and read into it. I'm not going to stop you guys. But the entire roster outside of that was there. You saw Cade, you saw Jaden, you saw uh, Wiseman, you saw Stu, you saw Killian, you saw Livers. Heck, you even saw Hamadou Diallo, who's a future free agent this offseason. You saw two-way contract guys like Buddy Boeheim. You saw, literally, Rodney Magruder was there. You saw the entire roster was there in support of Monty Williams and this team, and I feel like, I, first of all, I really like seeing that. That's really cool to see. Um, but also, I don't feel like that the entire roster would not show up if they did not feel like they had... Now, obviously, things change, and this may not matter at all. But I feel like at least for like a guy like Hamadou Diallo, who is a free agent this offseason, I don't feel like Hamadou Diallo shows up at this press conference if he hasn't had some kind of talks with the Pistons to where he feels pretty confident that he's he may come back. Doesn't mean he will, but I have to believe that there's some there's been some communication that makes him believe that they're interested in bringing him back. Um, but outside outside of that, my point is is that Weaver, Tom Gores, and Monty Williams all spoke about the young players and the roster that they have and the belief that they have in these young guys. Troy Weaver on numerous occasions talked about how uh, how much he loves this roster, how much he loves these young guys. He talked about how how Really just drama-less, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, just, I guess, positive. Um, again, no drama. Just st- high-character stand-up guys in the locker room. He said that the locker room in Detroit, he feels like it's the best locker room in the in, in the league. He doesn't feel like there's any bad things you can find in this locker room. Everyone loves everybody. Everyone works extremely hard. And they want to be good. So, he spoke very highly of, the fr- of this roster. Uh, Monty Williams also spoke about how he asked across the league and he asked as many people as he could across the league to see if he could find anything negative about any player on the team, anything, if there was, I believe the word he used was "squirrelless," was, which I don't, I've never heard it before, but basically, basically, did he, ha, can he find anything negative about any of the players in that locker room? And he said he couldn't find anything. And then it speaks to, um, the, the young players, the, the foundation that those guys are, are laying down. Um, and along with, along with, you know, some of the other reports we've heard recently about, you know, let's say Isaiah Stewart potentially starting this upcoming season. Um, I know there was an article a few days ago that talked about Killian Hayes, who I know you guys are going to crack jokes about this, but just follow along here. Killian Hayes being open to an extension with Detroit. Now, obviously, Detroit would want him to come, would have to want him in order to discuss those kind of things. But my point overall is, is that it seems like that all the players on this roster want to be here all the players on this roster want to become better. And the GM of this team really believes in them, really believes in them. And, and he pointed out, Weaver again. He also went on to say that they're, they're coming next year. Um, I want to get the, I typed out the exact quote that he said um, right here. He said, we're ready to take a step forward. We had a lot of injuries last year that derailed us, but we're ready to go now. So again, everything that Weaver has said over the last few months, all the reports that we've gotten over the last few months, all of it speaks to me as a team that believes that if K doesn't didn't get hurt, or or yeah, if K didn't get hurt and some of the other injuries didn't happen, do they think they would have been in the playoffs? No, but they don't think they would have been the worst team in the league. They don't think they would have been a bottom two team in the league. They think they may have been competing with like Orlando or something, and they believe that the whole outlook around this team would be looking or would be sounding different moving into next season. So that, that was my biggest takeaway. I'm not going to be shocked if all this team does this off season is make their draft pick, maybe get another draft pick uh, in the first round, maybe make two picks in the first round, sign one free agent, and then just runs it back with everything else. I, I, I know I mentioned that at the end of the season as a incredibly likelihood. Um, I kind of wavered off of it as the offseason went on and the playoffs started playing out. But it sounds like that that's pretty realistic in my opinion. And I you know what? I can't be too mad if that's what they decide to do cuz it really does feel like and I mentioned this during the season. I mentioned this in the at the end of the season uh, review that if you just add some like 3 and D wings to this this team, some athletic wings that can actually play defense and move around that this team probably would be so much better because that was what really held this team back the most. The fact they didn't have spacing, or even more so, they had no defense on the wings and no real switchability on that, uh, on that, uh, at that position, and that really derailed them. So with Cade coming back healthy, another year of development from Jane Ivey, Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Livers, Killian Hayes, Hamadou Diallo, like another year of development with those guys, you add some 3 and D wings in there, and maybe they feel like they could be something next year. So that's what I feel like it's going to happen. Obviously, things may change. Maybe a trade becomes available that they didn't think would be available and they're able to pull a trigger on something and that that shakes up the roster. But right now, after again, after seeing all the reports we've seen and reading all the things we've read from the beat writers, plus this press conference, plus what Troy Weaver has said over the last few months, it really does just echo to me that They believe in this young core. They believe in like the six to seven young guys on this team. And they want to move forward with those guys and build around them and build with them. So, won't be shocked if they basically just... I don't want to say run it back because they're not going to run back the exact same roster. They're going to make additions to better the team and and put those guys in better positions. But the main core young guys, I wouldn't be shocked if all of them are back next year playing a rotation spot next season. So, that was my biggest takeaway from what was said during the press conference from Weaver, from Gores, and from Monty. So. Again, let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. What was your guys' biggest takeaway from this press conference, the introductory press conference with Monty Williams? Again, let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. When we come back, Monty spoke about why did he choose Detroit. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. This one, I've got to tell you guys a little bit about eBay Motors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So I have one frustration real quick before we talk about what uh, brought Monty to Detroit. Um, my one frustration with the press conference Is that there were no questions asked about, you know, what does Monty see with Cade? Um, There were no questions asked about X's and O's, like what kind, like what do you see with this team X and O's wise offensively? What are their strengths? What do they need to improve on? What what do you see with them defensively? Do they have a foundation defensively? What do you see is their future defensively? What kind of schemes do you want? Do you think early on that you want to run? What do they need to improve on? What does this roster lack? Like there were no real questions, like. There were no real hard-hitting questions like that. And I don't think those are hard-hitting questions. I guess the it, more in-depth questions, instead of just you know softballs that are just generic questions and get generic answers. There are none of those, and that's always been a little bit of a frustration with mine over the last few years. Is that we don't get like X and O's questions. We don't get, um, you know, basketball like on court legit basketball questions. I feel like we never really get the insightful questions that you see like across the league sometimes where they give like, Oh, well, you know, we ran this play because this happened and this, and I, I saw them, they were running this coverage a lot. So I like doing it. Like we don't get a lot of that. And I know this is an introductory press conference. And I know that, you know, even though what I said in the first segment that I think a lot of these guys are just going to come back, they could change the roster up. So maybe he doesn't have a complete, you know, uh, Monty. That is maybe Monty doesn't have confidence or wouldn't have had confidence answering those questions straight up, but at least asking them would have been like, I feel like he would have given some answers about that. And It sounds like when you watch across the league, coaches and players, they like getting those type of questions rather than just like the softball ones. They like talking about the game. So that's the one frustration I have. I would love to hear Monty talk about what he thinks about this team on the court, what do they lack, what they have to improve on, X knows what he thinks he, the, he can add to the team what he wants to run with the team, like that kind of stuff. We didn't get any questions about that. That was my one frustration with the press conference. Um, but anyways, why did Monty choose Detroit? This question is really funny because they, they asked him straight up. Um, there was a few questions that said, hey, you, you were linked to Philadelphia. You were linked to Milwaukee. Um, there were rumors saying that you said no to start off and then eventually said yes. Yeah. So what was it that caused you to say, okay, I want to coach the Detroit Pistons? Um, (laughs) it's funny because the main answer he gave or the, the main answer here is, is an answer that he actually said, and I think we all can acknowledge it, but he did say how storied the franchise is. Uh, he said that Tom Gores really piqued his interest when he talked about restoring the team, not rebuilding it, but restoring it to its, uh, previous success and how, you know, restoring it back to what this franchise is known for. Uh, before the last 10 plus years of winning three championships, being one of the more storied franchises in the NBA. He talked about that being a reason. He talked about the talent level on this team, the young players, how committed they are to being, being winners, how committed they are to getting better, how much they want to get better. Um, I guess I should sort have of mentioned this in the first segment, but he talked about how before this presser, that all these guys that were at the press conference were practicing next door with some of his coaching's, uh, his coaching staff, which he did speak about Steven Silas a little later when we did see Jarrett Jack at the, um, at the presser. I don't think we've gotten confirmation or reports saying that he's hired Jarrett Jack, but I have to assume if Jarrett Jack is there, and he mentioned that before the presser they were practicing next door with some of his coaching staff, that Jarrett Jack is going to be on his coaching staff. So I really like that. That was a name I told you guys, like I believe last week that I wanted to see on his coaching staff. So I like hearing that. Um, so the, the young, basically, my point was is that the young guys wanting to work and being hard workers, high character guys, and wanting to be better was another reason why he said he decided to join this team and 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 beat the coach of this team. But then he was very honest, and I actually appreciate this guy. I feel like some people. Just act like this doesn't matter. And he actually said that. He said some people try to act like this doesn't matter and it just doesn't make any sense. So I appreciate him being very candid and being very honest about this. He said the money. Obviously, the money helped. He talked about, he said all those other things first. And then he said, obviously, the money played a big part. The fact that they were willing to offer me that type of money shows respect to me, shows how much they want me, and shows how how, how, how highly they think of him. I would have also liked if you would have just came out. Well, you know, if you offer me ten plus million dollars to be a head coach, it would be hard to say no to any job. You, it could have been any job in the NBA. If you offer me ten plus million dollars, you're going to offer me a hundred million dollar contract potentially in, in incentives. You're going to offer me a contract that makes me the highest paid coach in the entire NBA. I'd say yes to any job. If you would have came out and said that, I would have respected that too. That would have just been the blatant, honest answer. Like all this other stuff he's saying, everyone loves to hear it. Fans love to hear it. I'm sure the players sitting front row, love to hear him talk highly of them, talk very nicely about them, talk about how high he is of them. I'm sure they loved all that. But at the end of the day, the reason why Monty Williams is the head coach of the Detroit Pistons, and he even said it himself, is because of the money that Tom Gores was willing to offer him, which he did go on to continue to talk about and talked about how, um, how generous Tom Gores was and how much he really appreciated the generosity of Tom Gores, how real he was with him, how down to earth he was with him. And look, I've said this about Tom Gores before. There's some things outside the Detroit Pistons franchise that he's not that some of his investments, some of the things he's involved in, you may not like and and, and are aren't aren't very good things. I'm not here to talk about that. Him as the Pistons owner, I haven't heard any bad things from anybody. I mean, it's Stan Van Gundy, Dwayne Casey. Uh, now Monty Williams. Like, all of them constantly say nothing but great things about Tom Gore's former players. Andrew Drummond, Blake Griffin. Like, these guys speak highly of Tom Gore's. And to me, I, I don't see why... I think he's a fine NBA... head Or, not NBA head coach, but NBA owner. And he's always put his money up where, when he wants something, he wanted Monty. He paid up for him, emptied out the checkbook. And he seems like a, at the very least, a fun guy for these guys to be around. Because, trust me, I know you guys see what he'd be acting like at the Little Caesars Arena games. Okay, we, we all know that. But my overall point is, is that Monty may seem like that Tom Gores very much so um won him over. That Tom Gores very much was in full pursuit of Monty and really convinced him, obviously with the money, but other things as well, to join this team. He spoke about how <laughs> he said he was on the highway the day before and got the call that he's going to be getting a private jet to fly out to Tom Gores' house the next day. He was on a private jet went to Tom Gore's house in California, met with him and Troy Weaver, talked about the team. He said they talked about the vision of this team moving forward. Also said they had some just life conversations. Um, And then he said in that night, he committed to the Detroit Pistons. Now we didn't get the report until days later. He said he had to go home and talk with his wife. Um, And he also mentioned some personal things that he found out about his wife during the playoffs, which caused him to consider staying away for a year. He found out, him and his family found out his wife had breast cancer um, during the playoffs, which my prayers go out to his family. Um, wish nothing but the best for them. Um, but he talked about how he, that's one of the main reasons why he felt like he was going to take a year away because he had some things going on with his family. He didn't feel right committing to anything and he wanted to take some time away. So he said that night at, the, at Tom Gore's house, he committed to the team as long as he went home, spoke with his wife and his wife would be cool with it. And obviously his wife was cool with it. And for those for that amount of time, the Pistons knew that they had their coach. While we were all sitting there waiting to find out, it sounds like Tom Gors and Troy Weaver knew that they had their coach of the Detroit Pistons for the next six or you know, at least the contract says next six years. So it was a um it was an interesting press conference, that's for sure. It was an interesting one. Um but Monty I felt like Outside the first segment when I talk about how they feel about the young guys, the second takeaway I have from Monty is that he's a very honest guy. He was very honest about many things. He was very outcom- or, or, or forthcoming about a lot of things. Talked about, you know, the, like I said, the money. He talked about some things that were going on with his family, the, why he wanted to sit out. He was very honest about him saying no to start off. Like He didn't dodge these questions. He was very honest about the whole process of what happened. That Yeah, I did say no at first. I wasn't going to coach this team. But Tom Gore's really came full fledged after me, basically, and convinced me to join this team, and I, I, I appreciate that. That's something that I really like out of your head coach. I hope it translates to like post game press conferences after games, um, that he'll be super honest with his answers, not just you know quarterback answers, and not really give you anything to you know give you some meat on the bone like that kind of thing. Um, I think that would be interesting. But yeah, Monty definitely came off as very honest in this press conference. And I already see some Pistons fans already run through a brick wall for him. Like everyone's freaking out already. I see everyone so happy to have him in town, and I-, I am too. I'm happy to have Monty as the Pistons head coach. I can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to see what his 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 scheme is defensively, offensively, where he puts these guys in best positions. Um, he also, real quick, before we move on, he mentioned that he wants to put each one of these guys on the team and in the best positions possible, and he wants them to become the best versions of themselves. He was asked, you know, is there some comparison to the Suns teams? He said he doesn't want to compare to those guys. He doesn't want them trying to become other people. He wants them to become the best versions of themselves, which I also liked hearing uh, from Monty. But uh, let me know what you guys thought about that, everything I just talked about with Monty Williams. Um, what was your guys' biggest takeaway from the press comments? Again, let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kukuhill. Lastly, I want to talk about, did anyone feel any type of tension in the air during this presser? We'll talk about that and what I mean when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. Make your way to FanDuel right now because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel, I absolutely love FanDuel. I go on there, you can do same-game parlays. During the NBA season, I used to take the over of Killian Hayes' assist almost every game when he started. If Jay Ivey, towards the end of the season, when he was playing really well, I'd always take the over on his assist. I'd put them in the same-game parlay. Um, I hope you guys didn't listen to me, though. At the beginning of the year, I told you guys to go to FanDuel and take Memphis to go to the NBA Finals. Or not the beginning of the year, but the beginning of the playoffs. To take Memphis going to the NBA Finals. I was wrong there. I'm sorry if I, if I messed you guys up there. Is what it is. But FanDuel, it's a lot of fun. You can do all kinds of things on there. There's constantly great promotions almost every single day. It's a safe and secure app. You get paid instantly. It's Again, main thing, safe and secure app. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, this is going to be a short segment, but I just had to address it. I had to address it because I see there's some other people there are feeling the same thing I was feeling. Was there tension during this press conference? I don't, maybe tension's the wrong word. But Weaver and Gores were very, like, they were very honest, I'd say, about the fact that I believe Weaver even came out. Yeah, Weaver came out and said during the press conference that him and Tom Gores had to be refereed. He mentioned a name. He didn't specify. He Like, Weaver was just saying names. Like, we know all these guys behind the scenes. Like, I believe he said Jeffrey. He said Spencer's. Like, we don't... We don't know who these guys are, Tom. Or not, Tom. Troy, you gotta tell us like what their roles are, like who you're talking about. We don't know who these who these guys are. But he said some guy had to referee him and Goris for five days, and then he was like, I wouldn't say it was um a yelling match, but it was a lot of it was a lot of stuff being poured in to these five five days, and we had to be refereed. And he he did say that he gained a lot of respect. And he really does respect the amount of care and thoughtfulness and how much Gores was pouring into those five days to get to this day right here. And Tom Gores, right off the bat, the presser, addressed the fact that people were saying they disagreed. He said, right off the top, I believe in his opening statement, said, "Um, I know there's been talk out there that me and Troy disagreed on some things and disagreed on a lot of things, but we agreed on almost everything. And then it was just... maybe ten- tension is the wrong word. it was just very awkward the way they were trying to talk about it at the very least it was very awkward how they were going about like addressing the whole you know disagreements and the reports of them being on different pages with the head coaching search um, but again it was it was funny to watch I, I like it was a little funny to watch and listen to them try to explain and talk about it. It was a little bit awkward too um, but my biggest takeaway from them trying to address the issue, Um, was that this really seems like a completely, like obviously Troy Weaver's connection and relationship with Monty going back to OKC and the DMV means a lot, but this really does feel like a Gore's hire. Like that's just my opinion. Listening to how they talked about it. It feels like that Tom Gore's literally said, we're getting Monty Williams. I don't care about anything else. I want Monty. We're going after Monty, whether you like it or not, get on board or don't like that's basically what my takeaway was. Everything sounded like Tom Gores went after Monty. Tom Gores uh, flew him out. Tom Gores emptied the checkbook for him. Tom Gores, for five days, fought for Monty Williams. Tom Gores wanted this guy. And it's not to say that Troy Weaver didn't want Monty. Obviously, he, he has a relationship with Monty. I'm not saying Troy Weaver didn't want him. But I it just, you guys know how last week or two weeks ago I said, we got to thank Tom Gores for getting this done. All this presser did for me was like confirm all those things I thought at that time that we really should be thanking Tom Gores. If you're really happy about the Monty Williams hiring, it was like, you got to give it all up to Tom Gores because he made this happen. He made this happen. And even Troy Weaver said, Troy Weaver said Tom Gores pouring everything out in those five days, really, you know, how they went at He didn't say they went at each other, but basically what they were describing was they were going at each other. He said they had to be refereed for five days. Like, come on. Like we we can fill in the blanks here. They were going at each other for five days and Tom Gores really poured a lot of energy into there to get to this day, Troy Weaver said. He said he helped get to this day and turn a no into a yes. So it was a little awkward seeing them try to talk about it, seeing them try to address it in like a calming way and try to make it you know, clear the air and make it seem like, hey, we're all good, everybody. It was nothing. Um, I'm sure they're fine now, but it was just a little awkward to see them talk about it. But yeah, it just confirms to me that Tom Gores made this happen and we should be thanking Tom Gores. Tom Tom wanted Monty Williams, and he got Monty Williams. So now we just wait and see what they decide to do in the NBA draft coming up soon, what they decide to do in free agency, and what this team looks like moving into the season. So that's my takeaway from the presser. Again, let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill, what your guys' biggest takeaways from this Monty Williams head coaching press conference, uh, introductory press conference. Again, let me know. I really appreciate hearing what your guys' thoughts are on this. But that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Uh, stay safe out there. I told you guys Denver Nuggets we're going to win the championship. We're officially in the offseason. The draft's coming up soon. Can't wait. Till next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out.